When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. No secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Saturdays in Tassie. Welcome to the show. And welcome to the show for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au Jeevesy. How good. Beautiful sunny day. We've got our coffees in front of both of us are a bit yawny. I would like to make a public service announcement oh, here we go. on behalf of um, yeah. us, the coffee drinkers. Okay. So if you're a barista oh, and no. you're in a restaurant <laughs> and someone orders a takeaway coffee, mm. do you then proceed to make the orders of five in-house diners before getting to the takeaway? No, you do the takeout. You do the takeaway first. Yeah, get them out of the way. Takeaway's got somewhere to be. That's why they've ordered the takeaway. Mm, mm. Um so this morning I sat there very grumpily as the barista made five on the bounce and she was getting ready to make another one. And Aww. I said, look, I've got to go. Can you please make mine? Uh, and she was kind enough to do that. Um, but uh, <laughs> I could have been still sitting there. Yeah. yeah and I chilling. walked in at 20 to 8. I sat there for 16 Is minutes. Is that how long you waited? Yeah, yeah. I was there for ages. Oh. Yeah, I won't say the the restaurant. Okay. Um, and well, the, the food and the coffee is sublime at yeah, this place. But, right. Um, okay. Yeah, young lady. Had so it. But is that is that criteria? Is that just is that what happens? Is that what you do as a barista? Is that what you're taught? I would have thought. Yeah. Get I the, mean, I'm not a barista. Get the if you're a barista. <laughs> Let us know, please. <laughs> Text in and also. Um, is there an unwritten rule? If you want to, you know, we do shout outs for coffee. <laughs> Bring us one. <laughs> we do shout-outs for coffee and pastries. Um, please text in. Pastries, yes. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. A little pastry sponsor. That would be nice. Just straight bacon. <laughs> I know that's not the Brewster's <laughs> role, but... Anyway, we have to talk about last night. I mean, sw- um, tonight, obviously, swans and pies. But last night, cats, lions. That was quite the... Would you say it's a shellacking? It's, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was a beatdown. If um, <laughs> it really was, you know, it's a beatdown when in the last quarter the, the guys yeah. are being rested. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, it was a it was a beatdown. I mean, we stopped watching it. Seventy qu- seventy points in the end. We've been watching points. this amazing series on Netflix, so we obviously paused that to watch the footy, and then we went back to Netflix at three quarters because <laughs> we were like, no. Nah. The Lions just Game didn't. Over. They just didn't look in it at any stage, did they? No, they couldn't. Cats were just um, all over it. It was kind of bizarre because at half time in the in the first half, the Lions seemed to have a couple of extra around the ball. Mm. Um, so when they did win it, they were kind of outnumbered in defence. Mm. The Cats just seemed to have their way. Uh, they got their switch game on, which allowed them a bit of space to to run yep. and carry. Um, and they they just Brisbane's game plan mm. allowed Geelong's strengths to, to, to just yeah. come to the fore. So 
Um, Seventy-one points. Yeah, it was it was it was a proper smacking. Um, yeah, Selwood was everywhere. Dangerfield played. Oh my goodness! Played um, played his best footy for a while. Absolutely. Um, he was yep. he was electric. Mm-hmm. His hands were good. His kicking was better than normal. Um, yeah. He still butchers it, doesn't he? Danger. He still turns it over quite a bit. Entries into the Ford Fifty. Um, but yeah, he 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 was back and flying. I, I, I thought the the quote from Chris Scott in the in the post match around their management of Dangerfield to allow him to be in peak condition at the back end of the year. So yeah. you could you could sense the excitement in, in Chris Scott that he'd have Dangerfield at his absolute best. Best by next that week. stage. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, heading into the grand final, he's talking about um, the best condition Dangerfield's been in for a couple of years. Yeah, right. Which is great because he's yeah. he's. As we as we saw last night, so important to Geelong. I mean, so is Max Holmes, and we were talking just about that off air. Yeah, what you, I mean, that, saying they're hopeful for him to play. Like, oh, I don't know about it that. Didn't didn't look that way, did it? He was uh, he was distraught on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, but How sad though, if you come all that way, you mm. play last night, and then bang injury, and you can't make fun, you can't play. That would suck. Particularly for him, he um he started the year. In the team and, and, and quite well and had a, had a long-term injury, missed a, a huge amount of weeks early in the year and then um, kind of found himself back in the team. And mm. e- each week has got better and better and better. And I said to my brother the other night, who's a Geelong supporter, I said, Max Holmes is probably your most important player. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, he agreed because of his, his speed. He provides that point of difference from... Um, you know, Dangerfield used to have that explosiveness and we saw a little bit of that last night. But... Um, Selwood and Atkins and some of their midfields are a little bit one pace. They're bulls. They yeah. get the footy, but then you need home speeding Can past, run, yeah. to, you know, and then and then and then break those lines. So uh, he he's been really important. Um, uh, you obviously hope for him that he plays as well. Oh because, um, yeah, yeah. You know, that'd be you know, no one wants to miss. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very difficult. So what do you think is going to happen tonight? Swans and Pies well, it's at a, home for the Swans. So it's an absolute. Ripper, isn't it? I mean, that's it's going to be a good game. Last yep. night should have been a ripper too, but the yep. Cats were. Uh, it's quite early, short. doesn't it? Kick off at like four forty. I'm just going to check the time. It's early, four forty-five. Yeah, Little twilight. Well, which is twilight a, match, which isn't a bad thing. It provides an extra few hours um, rest, yep. <laughs> I guess, for the winner yeah. heading into the granny. So that that's a good thing. Um, I, I I honestly. I honestly can't split the two teams. Collingwood's form over the last, um, mm. well, the the year pretty much. You know, they've won all these games inside six points, uh, well, inside ten points. Um, they've got unbelievable momentum. They're playing great footy. They're, they're kind of smiling and happy and positive. And uh, McRae whacked them the other week when, mm. when they were a bit gloomy. Yeah. Um, you know, spoke a, a lot oh, yeah, around the, about the that body last, language yeah. and, you know, them... Um, behaving like losers, mm. um, <laughs> which I thought was quite humorous. But, um, yeah, and then on the flip side, yeah, the Swans are very similar, but they, they seem to be a little a little more structured. They don't play with that, that looseness, that, that, no. that dare that, um, that Collingwood do. And you just, you just wonder whether Collingwood's game plan, of which works so well at the MCG, and we saw them expose mm. Geelong a little bit in yeah. being able to use the, the width of the MCG without that yep. without that additional space at the SCG. Does that does that kind of bring them back a little bit into into Sydney structure and um, and their their want for the contest? So mm-hmm. um, it's it'll be a great game. I honestly, I, I you're not going to make a I prediction can't, here I can't, on the show. I, just, I can't split them. 
You're not going to make you, you, it just well, a little bit. Come this, on. Based on what I just said, I would have to say the Swans. You really? I think so. I'm going yeah. Pies. So let's see. Right. Okay. Let's see. Who's the Next Who's week. the important player for the for the Pies? Who Who has to play well on the SCG for them to be a chance? I mean, I don't know. All of them? Everyone's important in the final. Yeah, that's true. That's the easy answer. <laughs> you need everyone that's to play. That's a cliched fence-sitting answer. You need everyone to play at their best. Well, I kind of think Pendlebury's important. Oh, of course, yeah. He's course kind of, if, he, if he can have a game. A really good game. Because he, he sets them up, doesn't he? If he gets it in the midfield, um, he's a great user, makes great decisions. If he can get plenty of it, then, then they're a chance. Um, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're a huge chance. But, yeah, I just... Obviously... Dacos, like, big, big, like, he's going to play, if he plays well as well, he's mm. going great guns. The, the more the more I think about it, the more I think Sydney will win. Just through that lack of space, uh, their defensive pressure. Um, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be tight. You know, does does Dacos get the freedom to, to roam the wings of, of the MCG? I love watching them play. It's exciting. Yeah, no, they're, they're doing it well. And what what I've liked about uh, about the Pies is uh, Ginevan's ability to find the footy without going down the free kick path in the in the last yeah. six or seven weeks. I, I think remember like well, a couple of months ago we were talking about that. I hated it. Yeah, you did. Well, I put my hand up. I, I've yeah, I've absolutely absolutely hated the way he's gone about it uh, early on the season. Mm. Um, the, the, the staging and the diving and, and in the in the final against Geelong the other week there was you know a huge carry on around he should have got a free kick for a push in the back mm. but then when it was slowed down and and we were able to analyze it uh, there were no hands in the back at all he took an, he did take an enormous dive but yeah um, he's certainly not on his own in in you know doing it occasionally I think for him it, it became every time there was a contest he was thinking duck or free kick or manipulation rather than attack the footy, get it, and then work out what I'll do with it from mm. there. Um, yep. And I, I think that's what we've seen from him more um, across the last month. And he, he's an excellent footballer. Yeah. He gets Audio. it, makes good decisions. Um, you know, so he, does, he, does, he just doesn't need to go down that path of the, of the duck and the dodge and the dive and the dip in the I honestly dodge. think the pies might have this. I'm going pies. Should we I, have a little wager? Maybe. Coffee next week. Good, okay, yeah. Fair. Since I buy That's them every week. <laughs> but you are <laughs> you here do, at seven setting up. So. You do good, get them every week. I hope but, you have to wait 25 minutes for I know. the in-house To diners. be fair, the coffee's great. Magnificent. So it was yeah. worth the wait. Yeah. Um, we are going to go to a short break, but after that, um, we've got a state touch team interview with James Dowling, um, who's a volunteer of the month. He's a coach, player, and a ref. Um, all around, um, all around touch footy in the state. I don't have a whole lot to do with touch footy during the state, so I'm going to be really interested to hear um, because he's coaching the under 16 girls team who are competing at the national youth championships on the sunny coast. So that's pretty cool. It's exciting, um, especially yeah that our women's team are heading over and competing at that level. So I'm keen to chat with him. Um, so we'll be back after a short break with James. No secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. 
That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves here with you this morning, Saturdays in Tassie, kindly joined by James Dowling. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Cheers for having me. No worries. James, you are a coach, player and a ref somehow, taking on all three of those jobs. Um, for the Bears in, in um, touch footy here in the state, tell us a little bit about the Bears, what your role is, and I know um, you're coaching the under-16 girls team who's competing at the National Youth Championships on the sunny coast. There's a lot to talk about. So tell us firstly um, how this come to be and, and why you love the Bears so much. Yeah, so um, uh, just not that long ago, actually, in uh, 2019, um, we were coming back from a, uh, a national tournament and we um, thought we could probably utilise um, our state um, youth representative players um, in a better capacity at um, at club level. So the idea came to um, start our own start our own club up based around youth development and um, mm-hmm. and um, participation. From that, um, it just Grew and grew and grew in Southern Tassie, um, going from uh, one team in our first year to um, building into uh, this summer season, uh, looking to have registered 15 sides in the competition. So uh, it's grown immensely. We've somehow uh, managed to get two teams playing in the Devonport competition on the northwest coast. Um, so it's just gone strength for strength, um, and it's just fantastic to see so many uh, young kids participating in the sport. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you've become volunteer of the month as well. And I understand that your kids also play in the team. I mean, that's a lot of uh, roles to do. And um, I'm not quite sure how you manage three of those roles. That's awesome. But you also encourage some of your players to become refs as well. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I mean, without the referees, we um we don't get a game. So um, you, yeah. you encourage the kids to get along and uh, get on the whistle and uh, earn a bit of money for themselves as well. Uh, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, for sure. And James, uh, Brett here, mate. Welcome to the show. Um, unbelievable you, effort. I, th- I absolutely love any any concept that um, that promotes uh, development opportunities for young people and um, and, and participation. Um, quick question with the with the uh, the under sixteen girls team that that you'll be taking away as part of the national youth championships. Are all those girls part of the Bears club? Have they have they progressed through the ranks of of the club? Uh, we've got five members from Bears going away in the National Youth Championships sixteen side. Um, from a there's actually eight teams going away for Tasmania from uh, twelve under twelves boys and girls through to the uh, under through to under eighteens throughout all the divisions. Uh, I think we've got about uh, seventeen members from Bears going away and representing uh, the state. So. There's a few there and a couple of referees in there as well. So, um, yeah, immensely growing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, well, well done. I think that's, a, that's an unbelievable achievement. Is there, any, is there any jealousies from the other clubs around, um, you know, the <laughs> fact that you've created this unbelievable program, got a lot of, uh, a lot of the state juniors? Is that, does that become a problem for you? Um, <laughs> it, it, it can be, but um, I think a lot of clubs... Um, Starting to get down the same track, and um, we're always happy to give them a hand and um, and and show assistance where needed. But um, I, I think when any kids playing for any club, um, we should be happy because the sport will continue. Yeah, that's right. And what's um what's been the track record of Tasmania at the at the national youth championships? Is it is it something that we've done quite well in? I've, I've played a few myself for for cricket and. We've always been the cellar dwellers. Unfortunately, we've always struggled a little bit on the uh, on the national stage. We saw the uh, the NAB Youth League, uh, the uh, the footy boys are, 
are doing quite well. What's what's the history for touch footy? Uh, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a tough grind at times. Um, I think we ideally look for um, look to take key things away for for our teams and players from the champion from the championships, like um, um, a new a new skill or a new game trend. We could we can learn and bring back to our um, our own teammates. Um, it's a bit hard to um, go away to one of these competitions and aim to be a, um, a top four team when you've got um, such elite players through the Queensland and New South Wales programs. Given that there's Given that it's, um, it's almost their feeder sport for um, their main 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 uh, participation sport being rugby league, um, so mm. to um, come up against them, it's um, it's a pretty tough gig. But uh, never 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 a challenge to get teams away because people do want to participate and um and play against the best of the best, um, just like most other sports. And so for for Tassie to rival some of these larger states, what? What needs to happen down here? Is it a is it a funding thing in 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 terms of additional opportunities for coaching and development, um, or is it just based purely on the participation numbers? You think if you can grow those, then you've obviously got more opportunities at talent, and that that will flow through to um, stronger performances. I think it's a mix of both, mate. Um, I think we've uh, we've better funding uh, to put towards um, coaching programs, and the coaching programs became a um, a more frequent occurring thing where we are putting a lot more work into our coaches as much as we put into our players. Um, that just means the players benefit uh, even even greater. Um, participation, I don't think um, looking at the teams we've got entered this year for, for the National Youth Championships, to have eight teams going away, and it looks pretty solid for the next five to ten years because it's becoming such a growing sport. I don't think participation is going to be uh, too much of an issue. It just um, it might have to be... Um, yeah, like you said, looking at looking at the other side of the funding and putting more work into the coaching programs to to um, to get better outcomes for those players. And do do you have many challenges as far as trying to trying to have the participants um, you know choose touch footy as as their number one sport? And I've I've got some mates that have that have played throughout the years, um, and they've always kind of played as their as their little side sports so to support some footy or some cricket or yep. um females playing netball is that, is that is that is that a challenge that you continue to face or are you finding that that there's a little bit of a um, uh, change in the tide that you know pe- people are choosing touch footy as their as their go-to sport no uh, the challenges are definitely still there um you know yep. you've got um a lot of um a lot of men's players do um play as part of a stay fit over the summer and then pre-season footy starts and you see players kind of disappear and um, might reappear come um, come touch footy finals but um, it's <laughs> it's always going to be it's always going to be a challenge but um, it's I, I don't know it becomes a bit of a bit of a game in itself chasing up players and wanting people to be involved so um, yeah you're always busy <laughs> yeah and as a as a follow up from that is that is that something that that you just try and embrace or or do you try and create rules to ensure that people are committed to the full season? Like, what, what's how do you how do you how do you kind of face that challenge? Yeah, um, I wouldn't really enforce a rule of saying you know you have to be here. I'm never going to make someone stick around and um and be somewhere they don't want to be there. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it gets frustrating at times if someone comes and joins a side and and uh, disappears for um, other commitments when they arise, but. Um, I suppose I've been pretty lucky that the players I've had playing for me, it hasn't happened too much. Um, people seem to stick it out and um, and enjoy it as much as they can. So, um, yeah, you see it happen. You see it happen, but um, hopefully, 
hopefully it's uh, not not occurring too much this season. And, what, and your your own aspiration, James, as a as a coach, are you are you eyeing off some national gigs? Are you are you, you know are you, are you, are you trying to climb the ladder somewhat as you know as, as as far as your own aspiration in the game? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, as well as um, the sixteen girls, I've um, I've had my hand in the um, national touch league uh, women's open Tasmania side for the last three years. So um, I've gone away as a, a coach, um, an assistant coach for that side, um, and that's just even greater exposure to the competition. Um, you know, a dream, dreams and aspirations would be to um, to to coach with one of the top top Australian coaches uh, through the. Um, uh, world, the world youth competitions or the trans uh, trans Tasmans against uh, New Zealand. So um, that would be that'd be absolutely incredible. Um, I, I do do dream of that one day. It'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Well, James, we wish you all the very best of luck, especially to your under sixteen girls team heading away for the national youth championships on the sunny coast. Um, we hope that Tassie. Tazzy holds it, holds it up for us and that the girls go really well. Um, and congratulations to you for, for making it so far in the competition already. So um, all the SEN team here, we wish you the very best of luck and uh, we look forward to seeing how you go. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Greatly appreciated. No worries, James. Thanks, Thanks a lot. James. We'll be back after this. No secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Saturdays in Tassie. Jeevesy, they've moved the Brownlow medal count. It usually obviously happens on a Monday um, at Crown in Melbourne. They've moved it um, to this Sunday at 7pm, um, given that I believe it clashes with the Queen... Um, and the funeral um, set up that they've got going on the on the Monday. So, been moved, um, which is fine. I'm happy for that. I'm excited to see uh, who gets the brown. I love when they when they film them coming, the van coming in, and they've got all the <laughs> the counts and the security around. It's a big deal, right? No, I'm excited. Nah, I'm I'm sorry, but. I've lost interest in the Brownlow. I know I'm such a pessimist. I get Why? it. Everything's glass half empty with me. But um, it's just, it's not a true reflection of the game's best. And I'll be honest, I I kind of lost interest. There was a game and it was four or five years ago. Mm. Max Gorn dominated Hawthorne in this in this round yeah. match. Yeah. When was this? Oh, 2000 and... 19, maybe 18. Yeah. And he he ran back. He took uncon- he, uh, he, he took intercept marks. Mm-hmm. He, he had 57 million hit outs. He got possessions. All He was by far the best player on the ground. Mm. And the three votes went to Jack Viney. Two votes, Max Gorn. And it was, it was an absolute travesty. It was a, it was a farce. <laughs> I switched it off. And oh. I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I've, not, like, nah. I've not gone back there because it was just a joke. Um, it's a, it's a midfielder's award. Um, it's it's a midfielder's award, 
and it's almost more about the wives and partners and the influencer girlfriends oh, yes, looking for their stuff. edge yeah. of promotion. Yeah. And it's not actually about who is the best player in the AFL over the season. Mm. It's not. It, it, it actually can't Although be. I do have to say from a um, – you know how sometimes I don't mind a little bit of gossip? Yes. Um, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Queen. Come on now. Oh. I have to say that um, remember when – so obviously Nadia and Jimmy Bartell were together, mm. split and whatever, um, and the next year she come on um, – she had a hosting gig with Channel 7, so she still made it to the Brownlow and she wasn't a wag. Perfect. And I just love that. She got herself a gig. She's in there. She's like, oh, well, I don't need to be a wag. I'm still here. I reckon I reckon in the same year that Max Gorn got dudded, there was a an influencer based out of Sydney mm-hmm. who somehow scored a gig. She wasn't a partner of, okay. um, she yeah, wasn't yeah. A, a partner of a player, but she somehow scored an invitation to the Brownlow. <laughs> yep. And then... Two night, two days before, or three days before, it got reneged. So they must have, that, yeah, like they yeah. must have given out too many invitations. Realised that they'd butchered it and given the invitation to someone else. Well, she went on this rampage, oh, social media goodness. rampage. Yeah. It's a disgrace. You know, I've been preparing for this forever oh, really? uh, for the last month, and and oh, so wow. I just and I, I was writing for Fox Footy at the time, and I wrote about her and. And how oh that God, and this. how that epitomised the Brownlow that yeah, okay. th- that this influencer lady felt like she was more entitled to go to the Brownlow than whoever yeah you know, they 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 must have missed a life member or a sponsor or someone I don't know um, and she went on this on this just this rampage and I kind of suggested that well you know you you know her season was you know she put in a lot of work to get this invitation to the Brownlow the. Uh, she spent six months choosing the dress, and it was just—I don't know. It just—I mean, how much to, is, to me? It, it just summed up what the Brownlow yeah, is, has okay. become. Yeah. How much has changed since the two thousand and nine Brownlow? Oh, <laughs> Brandon go back Favola. to <laughs> go back to um, Dippier Domenico. Yeah, oh, the late eighties. The, the smoke in the room used to, <laughs> you know, kind of hover to everyone's belly buttons, and you'd be kind of wading through oh, it, and the velour uh, brown suits and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a different award, but back then we were getting you know Ruckman and defensive midfielders, and yeah. it's like it seemed to be the best player of the year was actually rewarded. Whereas mm. this year it's a it's a midfielders award. Mm, interesting. It's based on stats, so I'm, I'm. It's the field umpires that vote, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're the only people that vote. But I'm just not sure that, and and maybe that's unfair on them because they've got enough going on throughout the game. That's with the, a pretty with the big interpretations of the rules. So do the, they? Yes. So I'm assuming then at the end of each game, they sit down and they do their votes. Yep. Is that how it works? Yeah. And then they tally all those up at the end. That's right. Right. Yep. Okay. And so I've been an umpire myself in junior footy mm. and same system. So you would, you know, for the for the under 14 STJFL best and fairest, it would be a 3-2-1 vote. Yeah. Um, and I would always give it to the kids that never got a kick. <laughs> Well, that's not what you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, but and 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 my and my mates' brothers who never got a kick. But it's um, but it but it is largely up to you know. So the relationships with with the umpires is important in in that as well. Mm. Um, so it's yeah. Do you reckon there's like yeah? If if someone's renowned for always having a go at the ref. Oh, absolutely. You reckon, yeah, they're like, no votes for you no this votes. week, mate. No votes. No, we're going to... <laughs> you won't be going to the Brownlow's champion. We're going to little Jimmy in the back pocket that's picked his nose for two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> and God. And dug an enormous hole. That's a... <laughs>
Good hole though. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sure about the brown line, Holly. I, d- I don't know. Oh well. Anyway, I'm going to go through um, Hazy's predictions earlier in this week. Um, Lockie Neal is favourite at the moment because um, he gets the most ball. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. How does he get it though? He says the ruckman helps. He plays a part. <laughs> Jesus, just let me have my brown. No, I'm not letting you. Okay, I'm going through it anyway. Lockie Neal, um, Brisbane, number one. That's uh, Hazy's number one prediction. Uh, Number two, Tuke Miller. Um, Number three, Clayton Oliver. Number four, Patrick Cripps. Number five, Isaac Heaney. I'd probably pick Clayton Oliver out of that. Yeah, I've I've always thought Cripps was the guy all throughout the year because of Colton's emergence. So if you think about all those wins they had... Cripps was kind of the guy, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, him and Charlie Kerno were the were the were the two yeah. most influential. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope I hope Kerno polls well because uh, mm. he had a he had a stellar year. Um, R- Rory Laird might might play a part. I mean, Adelaide mm-hmm. won enough games for for him to feature, and then if you think about you know, his dominance throughout the year. I mean, he's he's very good. Um, yeah. You know, he might sneak in for some twos and ones, but I love you know. I mean, Matt, Max Max Gorn didn't have didn't have the greatest year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone like Tom Hort, Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Their 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 impact on Geelong's wins mm-hmm. uh, are enormous. Yeah. Uh, you won't see many votes for Tyson Stengel, who you know plays an integral role yeah. for Geelong, and without him. Do they have that level of success? Because that that small forward role, I mean, he was unbelievable again last night as well. He was, yeah. He is superb. He's such a good player. Um, And a good bloke. Good dude. Had his challenges. He's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Had his challenges, Turned it around, which is great. He's only 23. Yeah. Which is crazy. But, um, yeah, it's... um, It'll be interesting, and I hope that we that we see some votes given to the to, to the role players, the people that actually set up yeah. the wins and the games of footy, not just the um, the figureheads. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. figurehead. Mid-fielders. How do you feel about the Brownlow? Text us in oh four three seven double five two five three five. I reckon a few people would probably agree with you. Now, I do. I, I do understand that it's become a bit of a thing. Oh, I like to look at everyone's dresses as well, Jeepsy. Yeah. Not me, but I'm on the I'm on both, right? I understand where you're coming from because I, I follow sport, and then I also don't mind a bit of the glitz and the glam. You but know? there's also part of it that the you know not everyone gets to walk the red carpet. No, not everyone gets to go. You've got to cop an invite. Yeah, but even you've yes, yeah, so you've got to get cop an invite to the red carpet. Yeah. are you saying? Yeah. yeah. So there are couples that have to that are made to slide yeah, through inside. the side door. Yeah. <laughs> so why is that not pretty enough? Not glad. You know, like yeah, come on. That's I'm, fair. I don't. I don't. I don't subscribe to any of that. If you're gonna have the red carpet, let everyone walk it. Yeah. Get them all in there. Yeah. I'm. Pro- I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. <laughs> Do I sound angry? No. It's I fair. Am you angry. make a good point. You I make am a angry. Good point. Make it about the footy. Yeah, make it about yeah. the footy. I'm with you. All right, we'll be back after a short break. We're going to discuss Daisy Pierce. She voiced her um, support of the AFLW's decision not to hold a minute silence for the Queen during Indigenous round. Um, we're going to discuss that and unpack that after the break. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you for Saturdays in Tassie. Brought to you, of course, for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today, gaptaz.org. 
Jeevesy.com.au. Jeevesy, I love Daisy Pierce. Mm. I just adore her. As, I, I guess, a female in this industry, I seriously look up to Daisy. I have, have never been in a position where I've disagreed with something she said yet. Which doesn't, doesn't, of course, it doesn't matter if I disagree with something she said. Mm. But I just think she's always so spot on. She's so eloquently spoken. I just think she's fantastic. Anyway, she threw her support um, behind the AFLW's decision not to hold a minute silence for the Queen during Indigenous round. Obviously, a huge topic of conversation now. Let's play this little bit of audio um, from her on with Jared Waitley. Well, I, I kind of think that this all comes down to which version of our nation's history you give voice to and bring to the fore. Because to me, Indigenous Round is a time not just for celebrating colourful jumpers, as, as awesome as they are, and not just for celebrating Indigenous players, but for educating ourselves and concerning ourselves with the facts in this country's history that aren't well told. And giving, I guess, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people a platform to tell their stories, to me that's what Indigenous Round is about. And what I've learnt through going through that process with a number of Indigenous rounds is that for First Nations people, colonialism is not something that's universally celebrated. It represents the genocide of their people, the theft of their land, the erasure of their culture and way of life, the loss of their wealth, their basic human rights and their children. Like, to me, the stolen generations for, forever has just been awful, but now as a parent... To think of the idea of someone turning up at your door and taking your children and scattering them around so that they're almost untraceable, <laughs> like I just can't fathom that. And there was legislation in this country that remained for decades in some states until as recently as the 1970s. Like this isn't ancient barbaric history that happened way back when. This happened in our life, lifetimes, like not yours and mine, but living people's lifetimes. And the trauma and pain associated with that didn't end with the removal of that legis legislation. It, it endures now and it has a very real effect on people and families and identities right now. So whilst for many Australians and people around the world, the Queen represents a long, remarkable reign marked by, you know, goodwill, grace, leadership, family and service... For a group of very significant Australians, the first owners of this land, it doesn't. Hmm. Bravo. Bravo, I think. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That, I just... It's phenomenal. She, she speaks so brilliantly. But but all of it hits hits the mark. You know, I, I go back to my education in school. We, we learnt none of the stolen generation. We learnt nothing about yeah. Indigenous culture and I history. I think I did briefly, we, but not enough. We, like, got the, yeah. <laughs> we got the whitewash version. Yeah. I was taught that, that, that James Bowen, the founder of Risden Cove, was a hero and a legend, and the Bowen Bridge was named after him, and for that he mm. will forever be in history an amazing human being. Well, not mm. so, because how he took that land, yeah. we... We were never taught, and there, there are generations of Australians that, that don't know those stories. Yeah. Um, I, I learnt this in my late 20s. I was a, a mentor coach on the Imparja Cup tour mm -hmm. of, uh, that Tasmania represented in Darwin. Um, the, the head coach of that team told his story and mm. his mother's story and his family's story. Yeah. Uh, his mother and um, brother were shipped to Flinders, he was adopted by a family in Burnie. 
And I had no idea that this actually happened. Yeah. I'm sitting there crying my eyes out. Mm. Just going, what, what the hell? Hang, what? Yeah. This happened? Yeah. Um, I, and, and, and it's kind of, it's no surprise that there are a large portion of Australians that, um, that kind of go down this, this path, you know, the, the Adam Good scenario. Well, what's he whinging about? You know, why is he, why is he complaining about this? What, what's the big deal? And, and, and they say that because they're uneducated. And yeah. I, I was un- Had I not been on that Impaja Cup tour, I would not have known our, mm. our country's history. Yep. And I, I think that's embarrassing. And so da- Daisy Pierce nailed that to the wall. I thought yep. that was fantastic. Yeah, I think so too. She just, yeah. Obviously, aside from her, I think she's, you know, a, a terrific commentator. She's very insightful. Just when she speaks about real issues, mm. she just handles it so well. And she just... Oh, she was just spot on. Yeah, she's I just... phenomenal. I, I think she's great. And, and like you said, she never gets it wrong. Yeah. I, I find whenever I hear her speak, I'm nodding. Yeah. Commentary, and footy, mid-game. Same. Yes, Daisy. You, yeah, yep. I, yeah. She's perfect. And we spoke even like, because she copped a, a whole lot of flack about um, her taking that Friday night spot as well. And even mm. her response to that was just, she just always takes the high road. She's just, mm. I just love her. I think mm. she's fantastic. Um, and her commentary is... It's it's so good and it's so insightful and it's for, you know, if someone you raised a really good point I think there was a couple months ago about there there is a whole community what um you know tuning in that can't watch the footy mm, mm. and she's there for them she's so insightful in the game and what's happening she's not talking about who knows who in the yeah, AFL and yeah. my brother played then or whatever yeah, went to this private um, school <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and and she also gets the names right. Yep. Which is great. Which Good pronounces starting. them right Good too. Starting point. <laughs> <laughs> She's fantastic. That was a whack at yourself. Well done. I know, that's you've okay. Done, you've done that beautifully. I always whack myself. That's funny. <laughs> no, but she's, yeah, she's just fantastic. And I, honestly, I couldn't agree more. What are your thoughts anyway? Um, text us in as always. We love when, um, you know, everyone gets involved in the show. There's so many texts yesterday. I was just scrolling through off of um, the back of Jack and Flash. Just go cats. <laughs> They're up the cats. Yeah. I've, got to, I've got to say. There'll be a few happy people on our text lines today. That's before for sure. we get to the break, what else, um, the other thing that Daisy Pierce does really well is she takes her anti-inflammatories not crushed. What? How do you know Everyone this? else will get that except for you, obviously. I don't get it. Let's cut to the break so I can explain it to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to cut to the break so Jeezy can explain this to me. <laughs> we'll be back after the break for my favourite game, Hot or Not. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you for Saturdays in Tassie. Here for my favourite segment, of course, Hot or Not for Heart Sports Drinks. Fueling Tassie Sport on sale now and available at your favourite local store Jeevesy, we spoke earlier a little bit about the Brownlow. I know you're not a big fan, and I've been reading your article. It's very good. I think we should reshare it. Anyway, Lockie uh, Neal. Actually, don't. Because <laughs> I kind of feel bad now. I've reread it for this poor influencer lady. <laughs> I really nailed. Oh, well, should be right. <laughs> um, Lockie Neal, favourite to win the Brownlow, hot or not? Uh, why not? You know, he averages 30 plus possessions a game, he runs around. To, to be fair, like. Maybe I'm a little unfair to the midfielders. Lockie Neal gets a lot of the footy, and he's very yeah. impactful. 
Uh, Jack Viney in that game against Hawthorne, not so much. That was mm. Max Gorn's game. It really it did me over. Um, yeah, why, why not? You know, him, Cripps, you know, you look at the, the top six on uh, on any on any betting grid and you're going to mm. come across, you know, six marquee midfielders. Yeah, I'm literally just having a look now. Lockie, Read them out. Who have we got? Lockie Neal's at the top. What's what's he paying? $3. Right. Clayton Oliver at three seventy five. Patrick Cripps at five fifty. That's actually value. Cripps at five fifty is the yeah, bet, I, I reckon. Um, and, um Brayshaw at eight dollars. Yep. Took Miller at nine fifty. I mean, Took Miller at nine fifty even. Yeah, I think I think Cripps and Brayshaw are at at five. If Petrarca at twelve dollars. Rory Laird at sixty seven. Callum Mills at eighty one. Sam Walsh at eighty one. Wow. Is there a, is there a smoky in there? Is 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 yeah? Is that's a, what I'm. Is a Callum Mills type player? Sydney have won enough games. Eighty one dollars. Eighty one bucks. Could be worth a couple. Yeah, it could be worth a couple of dollars if you do so. Uh, wish. I'm just I'm just scrolling down. When we spoke about Max Gorn before, Max Gorn is at two hundred fifty one. Well, he had a bad. He didn't have his best year yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. The injury and. Uh, other bits and pieces. What about uh, hot or not pies to win tonight against Swans at the SCG? Not. <laughs> You're going not. No. I'm going hot. There's just not not enough room for them to operate, I think, the pies. They need space. They need width. Uh, and I don't think they'll get it at the SCG. I've got something just because I want to give it a big not. Um, fed. Retired. Not. That's not hot. Yeah, that's a bit sad. It's how, so sad. How old is he, though? He'd be... I'll Google it. 41. What? 41. He's not 41. He is. Really? Yes. Wow. He's 41. Yeah. Did you make that up? No. It's right here in front of me. 41. Born. 41. 1981. Wow. Yeah. I had 36, 37 in my head. Yeah. He is a genius. So sad. I uh, I saw some footage last night of him. It must have been a US Open. And he ch- the ball goes past him, lob shot, and he chases it, hits it between his legs with this cross-court shot. It would beg his belief. Um, mm. You've kind of got to say it. I'm sure if you Google Roger Federer a freak shot, you'll, you'll find it somewhere. I just love him. But that that's a knot. Mm. Yeah, that's very sad. And sad. Rad. Rafa really was sad. quite sad about it too, which... I bet. I love that. And, and yeah. what, what's great about those two, they've had one of the great modern day sporting rivalries, you know, across team and individual, but they love each other. Just respect for each other. Huge respect for each other. And that's what, that's what sport's all about. And Mm. which is the reason why your man, Kyrgios, is probably not so well regarded. He's not ever having that level of respect Mm -hmm. or relationship with anyone. Kyrgios come out and said, no one will ever play like Roger. Yeah, but is Roger saying that back to Nick? Um, No. Probably not. I don't think so. That's because he's better than that. Oh, I'm sad. No more, no more Roger. Yeah, it's class act, Roger Federer. That's sad. How old's Rafa? I'm gonna Google that. Raphael, because surely, uh, no, he. We don't want both of them ret- to retire. How old's he? Thirty six. Hmm. How cute. That's that? quite old too. Do you remember that video of um of Rafa when he accidentally hit that ball girl? Do you remember that? No. He accidentally hit the ball girl and he went up and gave her a hug and apologised to her like well, mid-game. He should as well. Yeah, but he's playing a game. If you get hit by the he ball, can't... love, you got a duck. I love this Sorry. Cele- celebration of human yeah. decency. I know, but it's just <laughs> cute, isn't it? It's just, just nice. Just do the right thing. I know that he's just doing the right thing, but it's still, oh, It's an all oh moment. Just let me have my all moment. Would you, would you 
would you like Rafa to hug you on the baseline? Maybe. I wouldn't <laughs> mind a hug from Rafa. Who wouldn't take a hug from Rafa? I'd decline. That's okay. Particularly what? halfway through the fourth set. Very sweaty. Uh, good thanks, Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> hug good the ball thanks, girl. Ray. Hug someone else. <laughs> All right, we're going to break now for news. Then we're going to be back for an interview uh, with Brooke Hammond. She is a champion harness trainer and breeder. I'm really excited to chat with her. We'll be back after news. No secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, five past nine. Holly Fallon, Brett Jeeves with you for Saturdays in Tassie, kindly joined by Brooke Hammond. Brooke is a harness trainer and breeder, recently had quite a significant uh, bit of success up at Launceston. Welcome, Brooke, to the show. Good morning, Holly. Thank you very much for joining us. Where are you calling from this morning, Brooke? Whereabouts are you? I'm located at Swan Bay at this morning, just at our farm that we've got there at Swan Bay. Yeah, I was, you know what I was thinking, I was like, oh, nine o'clock won't be too early, but then I remembered um, people that have horses, train horses, um, are likely to be up very early in the morning, so I think the nine o'clock time slot would have been okay for you. Yeah, certainly, the team's having a day off today, it's a beautiful Tassie day, I think we've reached double digits, rain and wind, so... Not a very yeah, nice day. Absolutely shocking yesterday. So glad to see a little bit of sun out there today. Brooke, you had a winner um, at Los, Lon, in Launceston last Sunday night. Tell us a little bit about it. Your pacer's name is, correct me if I don't pronounce this co- correctly, Strzlecki <laughs> Watusi. Is that right? Strzlecki Watusi, yep. No, that's, yep. that's the horse. The, um, the Strzlecki component of the name comes from my family originate from Flinders Island. Um, yeah. And that's an island just above Tassie. Um, and the Watusi part came from when I was naming the horse. A good friend of mine came up with it. A, originally, it was a dance um, that had popularity or something in the 1960s. And yeah, right. his sire is a rock and roll dance. So it fitted quite well into the name. <laughs> I love that. So tell us a little bit about the win um, in Launceston last Sunday night. Pretty exciting for you. Yeah, it was fabulous to finally get a win with him. He's been a very troublesome, frustrating horse, to, to say the least. And um, Sam, good friend of mine, drove him to perfection. And, you know, it was fabulous to finally get the win um, and get the bonus. And, and you yeah, know, it was really good. That's exciting. And how old is the horse? He's four-year-old. He's only four-year-old. just started racing due to his mannerisms and he was a bit of a late developer and um yeah hopefully he's come a long way in a short space of time i'll give him a little bit yeah. of a freshen up now and just he's no star by any stretch of the imaginations but yeah, he's got another couple yeah. of wins in him and hopefully he can improve off that now the penny may be starting to drop with him so brooke when you when you get a troublesome horse like that you speak about some of uh, some of his mannerisms and, and challenges how do you how do you get him on track? Pardon the pun. What's the what's the process to you know break him in? I guess and and be ready for racing. Um, look, they're all different. Um, they all have their different idiosyncrasies and traits. And he mm. just his family. A lot of them take a lot of time to mature mentally and and physically. But with him, I think the turning point with him was when I moved up. To Riverside and started working with Chester Bullock. We started working him heat work um, 
So, you know, you had to learn to walk in between and, and that was hair-raising there for a little while. But it, it seemed to, to to basically settle him down and actually get him to, to work with us, per se. And have you got... Um... Have you got some other other races that are in the same boat that we that we should be looking out for across the across the next twelve months that you uh, you know that you're currently working with trying to trying to break in? Um, I've got a, a very frustrating another very frustrating horse. He's got a few feet issues and what have you. A horse called the Athlete. Um, he's got a lot of ability, but at the present moment we're struggling to keep him sound with his back. He's got a nice bit of ability. I'm only working three horses at the moment i've got a couple of young ones um yearlings and that coming through so um you know they're sort of 12 18 months away from racing and what have you but um i like to breed them and and come through that way rather than purchase them and and just race them but it's a, it's a very long process with the breeding and that's why it's fabulous that with Watuzi wins the tasbred bonus has gone up to ten thousand now for the four-year-old older which is yeah it's really good and and i thank taz racing for coming on board with that and appreciate it yeah that's awesome i mean taz racing obviously have been a huge support i can relate um about the about these wild horses because my granddad on my mother's side and my nan who's now passed away they met because my granddad was a trotter and my grandma was a trainer and that's how they met and for my birthday yeah. i got a wild horse that my granddad had supposedly <laughs> broken in he hadn't done it properly. Cause I, like, I was going to say, I like supposedly here. I like off. where this is headed. He <laughs> it fuck, threw you off. Yeah, threw me off the horse on my birthday. Does that does that happen a bit to you, Brooke? Do you get, do you get thrown around a little bit? Oh, <laughs> uh, not not so much thrown around as because we're in the sulky. But yeah, look, some of them, some of them are you know easy to get along with. Some take a little bit more time, and you know every every horse is different, and and some come at it a lot quicker than others. I was like, um, this horse, uh, I'm not going near it ever again. <laughs> good, good present. <laughs> I was a yeah. kid, I was frightened. Great present. And Brooke, what's, um, what's up next for Strezlecki, the Shantuzzi? <laughs> He's having um, probably till the end of the month off because um, he came a long way in a short space of time, like I said previously, and and just give him a freshen up and nothing really locked in, just try and pick out some races. It's really hard. Um, for a horse with him with the rating system that we have to um, have. He's pretty highly rated for a horse that's only won one race. So okay. just have to pick out his races and hopefully he can win another couple of races along the way. Well, you need to keep us posted when these races are so that we can uh, so yes. that we can follow along and, and get behind you. So you've got three horses at the moment. Are you looking to get any more or is that your that's enough work on your hands for right now? <laughs> I've got, I've only got the three in work, but I've got plenty of young ones. I've got um, yep. three yearlings and a rising two-year-olds and, and foals. And it's just a really long process with them. But but yep. it is particularly rewarding, um, you know, for the hours that you put in when you when you can finally Absolutely. get a win out of them. And, and, yeah, I like the breeding side of things and, you know, picking the stallions and mares and watching the foals be born and, and um, grow and, their personalities develop and yeah no it's, yeah. A, it's a long way to go but go about it but yeah no I find it very rewarding. And what do those hours look like for for someone that doesn't know I guess what what your day looks like in terms of you know even just looking after those three horses at the moment that you're sort of training um what does that look like in terms of a day-to-day -day schedule I imagine uh it's it's quite a long day. 
Yeah, it's a pretty long day. I like I said, I work for up at Riverside for Chester Bullock. Start yep. there about half past seven, eight o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. you know, work the horses and just do the general farm farm work that needs to be done up there. And then yep. in my spare time, I've got 120 acres to maintain and look after yeah. my own. And uh, I've got Angus Angus beef cattle that breed and sell and mares and foals and yearlings and horses. So. Yeah, no, it's generally daylight till dark every day. Yeah, daylight till dark in, in Tassie winter. Um, I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. no, well, we're supposed to be coming out of winter, but unfortunately it hasn't left us yet. It's, uh, no, definitely it's not a very not. nice day, day here, but spring's just around the corner with any luck. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for joining the show. Congratulations once again um, for up in Lonnie and your success up there. We'll be looking forward to these next races to see how Strzlecki goes. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, big congratulations to you. Not a problem at all. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining the show. We'll be back after the break. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you for Saturdays in Tassie. Now, this AFL decision to have the Tassie team has obviously been dragged out and I thought maybe that was a bad sign originally while I was away and I was kind of missing some of the media. But I feel like you're right, maybe it's a good thing that this sort of lag is happening. Um, I've just been reading an article that came out yesterday saying AFL club presidents will meet to further discuss Tasmania's bid for a 19th team in the league next week. Um, Jeremy Rockliffe says on Friday, uh, following that discussion, a decision time frame would be guided by the AFL. Um, and he said, after months of hard work and years of advocacy, we are closer than ever um, to securing a license for the Tasmanian AFL and AFLW team. So that's really exciting. So what I understand is that obviously they originally had offered like a one-off 50 million contribution as well as 10 million over 10 years or something like that. He's now said the proposed new stadium for Hobart is not part of the bid um, and that earlier this month in Parliament, he said the government had commenced um, pre-feasibility work for a new arts, entertainment and sporting precinct that included 23,000 seat, uh, 23, seat stadium near Hobart CBD. So... Do you know what's happening? So we're not. So we're not doing the. When we're scrapping the new big stadium. Is this what's happening now? I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm not sure. There's just been so many. Like, who knows? Who, who would know? Who yeah. would know? I, I do. I do love the politics of um, of labelling the new stadium and arts and um, mm. really inclusive <laughs> um, name for an AFL stadium. Yeah. Okay. Um, that might hold some cricket. Yeah, um, occasionally. Uh, you know, there might be a concert there <laughs> yep. ever so often. Um, so he said the state government is prepared to contribute up to 50% of the site and the construction costs, which would be the be to the magnitude of $375 million based on estimated costings. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of, it's a lot of money that could go into health. I know. Cost of living. 
It is. It, it's a there. There is a figure out there for the for the Tasmanian public that's too much. Yeah. I kind of feel like three seventy five might be probably in lingering the on that mark. <laughs> um, but if if we can get the license and and, and get things going um, and and have the games played across across Blunston and yep. uh, Utah Stadium, then you know hopefully. Because that's going to be four or five years down the track. I'd rather just start it at this. Let's just get the yeah, team. Yeah, well, I think that's the... Play them where we already are playing in Utah's and Blunston, and we can worry about this stadium yeah, stuff later. So that's... Like, can we, just, can we just have the team, please? I think, I think that's can the plan. Get that yeah, that's, that's definitely where they're yep. headed. Um, because any, any, any upfront inclusion of the, um, of the stadium announced to the Tasmanian public, so... Yeah, we're going to contribute fifty million to the high performance stadium, which was part of the initial proposal. It's ten mm. million a year uh, over ten years, and three hundred and seventy-five million for the stadium. Mm. The Tasmanian public are going to say, "Well, we Whoa. we want it, but do we want it at that cost?" And I think the answer is maybe no. So, I think there is a way of of ensuring that everyone's happy, and that's by holding off the announcement of of the stadium mm. because the politics of coming in guns blazing with all of that commitment would be too much and and I think it would it, it wouldn't pass the pub test with with the Tassie public mm. um, so by by being able to you know slowly um, start at, 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 at Utah's and Blunston um, it kind of makes the stadium 10 years down the road mm. um, so you can actually you can work towards it rather yeah, than but, investing straight away. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so, and so, but part of the politics, as far as the communication, is that that announcement of the stadium might come five years down the track, mm. and everyone's forgotten about the fifty million towards the high performance center and the ten million dollars yeah. a year, and so everyone's forgotten all about all that contribution. Oh, great, we're getting this new stadium. How cool! And hopefully, yeah. in that five years, the the government have have put some money towards um, completing. Um, uh, completing the Royal Hobart Hospital and finding some nurses and yeah. um, uh, the ambulance other shortages things, yeah. and, and all the other stuff that is causing huge angst um, within our within our society and our community. Mm. So um, hopefully they can they can map it out in a manner that that benefits everyone. Mm. Um, mm. And I think certainly, yeah, my my fear was that up front the, the three seventy five and all the other contributions too much. Yeah, and and it, and it's really. No one wants the footy team more than me and you. Yeah. Everyone wants it. Of course. But not if it comes as a gross negative to the other mm. really important parts of our, our communities. Which How is are you going to feel first game, assuming we get this team, which hopefully we do, where a Hawks take on Tassie? Properly excited. Can't lose. So exciting. Can't lose. Hawthorne. Tas- Who would you want to win more? Hawthorne Tasmania Grand Final. Who would you want to win more? It wouldn't first, matter. It honestly wouldn't matter to me. I, I would surely be, you want Tassie to take the you know get it, the you know get some wins on the board. New it wouldn't team. matter to me. I just I'm walking out of there happy. What a either win. way. And I think every oh, I don't know like it feels to me like most you know Tasmanians what will would be in the same position. This is Tassie team will come out and they'll play North and they'll beat North. Oh, of course they'll beat North. <laughs> you and I would beat North. You mean the sales man, the sales dude here, Justin Penniston, <laughs> who weighs eleven kilos. Uh, <laughs> We would beat North. <laughs> Truly, we would. Uh, actually, to be fair... You would shut down Taron Thomas. <laughs> I'd have to take Zeebel <laughs> as the muscle. And Penniston, he'd just float. Oh, he'd just God. run the wings. To be fair, 
we haven't spoken about this since because I went away, but you played pretty well at our uh, at the Reckling Community oh, Cup. You've... I was hang hungover. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I've I've had a beer all year, and um, yeah, that was that was hard work. But, but you were in and amongst it. I, I haven't seen the it. I haven't seen the footage where I miss. You got the ball in the wing. And you had time and space. I think you took a bounce. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And then went to, and you missed the ball completely. It was devastating. Turnover goal. Uh, Bailey got. It was good fun though. What wasn't happened it? with Bailey? Bailey got a crack rib or something. Bailey got nailed in the yeah. first five minutes properly. I'm not sure who it was, but uh, Bailey was kind of very loosely chasing <laughs> someone, and this guy jumped out of a hedge and wailed on him. Ended up God. breaking his rib. Poor Bales, but. Uh, as an aside, in a charity game too. In you don't, a charity you don't game. want to be that guy uh, that breaks someone's rib or injures someone in a charity game. There were there were a few injuries on the day. Another fella um, from the Musos team, he got a broken rib oh, as well. I think there was a fractured wrist. <laughs> it's a bit of a disaster. <laughs> oh uh, but Reckley raised sixteen thousand dollars on the day. Sixteen grand, so, which Amazing. is a good result, up a couple of thousand dollars on last year. And importantly, That's awesome. the. $16,000 is a lot of sporting programs uh, to, uh, that will go towards um, disadvantaged Tasmanians, yep. isolated Tasmanians. So, yeah, yep. really, really That was such result. a fun day. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I can't wait. You were wait. drinking beers at half time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play again next year. That was well, fun. Well, you're in. You'll, you'll be team yep. captain, I reckon. We were pretty good. Like, if we went up against North... I think we'd have them. We've, we At might, you know. We play Queenborough well. At home. We, can't we do beat, play Queenborough well. We can't beat the Musos. But nah, I think the Musos were too good. I think we've got North covered. The Musos were too good, but, but North we could the beat. The game yeah. itself, for it to play out the way it did, so for those that weren't there, there was a goal. Uh, there was a, a shot after the final siren yeah. from 11 metres out. Yeah. Uh, our man Sliders just um, I mean, it was just carnage. kicked it into the man on the mark. What was, <laughs> what was that? There was a rule at three-quarter time where they had – we had two balls. Yeah, two we footies. Two that, footies that was good. Going. I like that. I thought that was a bit of a spectacle. Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> it was a really good day. And then there was a biff. Yeah, a bit, a, little of, bit of fighting. I got yep. – uh, someone put the Stone Cold Stunner on me. I ended up on the deck. <laughs> it was good fun. That Maybe a good. little too competitive, yeah, but it was good slightly fun. Too, slightly too competitive. Well. But anyway, let's hope we get this bloody team sooner rather than later. I don't care about the stadium. It's, it's got to be on, on our terms. Just give me a Tassie though. Devils jumper and a membership and we'll be happy. Well, see, this is perhaps this is what they should have done. They should have gone down the path of, and you wouldn't have been in Tassie at this stage, but there was a, a mob came in in the MBL1 or the, the Siebel at the time, the Huskies, mm. um, and they promised that, that they were going to be the team that, that was the basketball team that was going to lead us to the MBL. Yep. And so they sold all this merch, um, made all this money, and mm. then hightailed it out of here. Oh. <laughs> bad really? scenes. Yeah, bad scenes. When was this? Oh, it was a few years ago now. I can remember. Um, what? And people really like. Yeah, yeah, and I wow. and everyone believed. We just believed that that this was the and this was our angle towards the NBL. So yeah, there were people buying hoodies and you know pre memberships and all sorts called? of stuff. Yeah, the Hobart Huskies, I think, off the Hobart top of Huskies. Hobart Huskies. Um, wow, and, uh, that is. And I can remember that they 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 got a year in and they cried poor. And Southern Huskies. The Southern Huskies, yeah, and um. Yeah, and they cried poor, and they got this money from the government. And on the day it was announced, I pulled up at the at the lights. I can't mm. remember where I was driving. Pulled up the lights next to this Porsche wagon, yeah, emblazoned with huskies 
um, you know, like it was a Huskies assigned car. This oh Porsche God. worth $150,000. Uh, and yeah, like I said, like the, the irony of the same day they received this money from the government to keep them afloat. Yeah. And they had this Porsche floating around as an official, as an uh, official, as an official car. car. Wow. It was, uh, yeah, at, uh, at that very moment, like my <laughs> eyes lit up. The penny dropped. Ah, I see what's going okay. on here. I can see what's happening here. And off they went. I think they're in the uh, in in a New Zealand league now. Yeah, right. It's, it was bizarre. Wow, yeah. I never knew about this Hobart history. Of Very the interesting. Hobart Huskies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was one of the great con jobs of all what time. What the hell? <laughs> anyway, we'll just stick with the Tassie Jack. Jack Jumpers, thanks. <laughs> well, look, they can put their hand up and say they played a part. They played their role. Did they? they no, they didn't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they did a very negative one. Oh my god! All right, let's go to news now. Then we're going to chat after this about the TSL Grand Final, huge for the state. Um, I'm sure there'll be there'll be plenty down there to watch. We'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you for Saturdays in Tassie. Huge day today, the TSL Grand Final, Clarence and Launceston. Jeevesy, this is going to be quite a good game. So Kingborough. And Launceston. Oh, King... What? Kingborough played Launceston. Kingborough beat Clarence last week oh, in Cl- a prelim. Sorry, sorry. Yes, they did. That's all good. I missed it because You've I missed most away. things today. You missed my Shantuzis joke before the brook laughed at. Well, I didn't know. Do you know the Shantuzis? No. They're, they're, they're I don't Australian know the Shantuzis. Band. They were excellent. You made a joke Big about crushed... Um, the crushed amp- the, anti-inflammatories. Yeah, I, that, I've missed all you your jokes you today. You didn't get that sorry. either. Brooke giggled at my Shantuzzi's reference. She did giggle. She thought it was great. She thought it was funny. Uh, no, you need to... Clarence be, is done. You need to firstly be a little older, I guess, to understand <laughs> and know who the Shantuzzi's are. Um, yeah, so Kingbra. Kingbra ran over the top of yep. uh, Clarence in a, in a thriller last week. Um, we spoke to Trent Bulmer uh, last week, Mitch Thorpe the week before, um, and... You would think heading into this game, looking at the previous meetings, so this year Launceston have had it over Kingborough. And in the last two encounters, the qualifying final, um, Launceston 19-19-133 defeated Kingborough 6-6-42. And in round 20, it was 16-18-114 mm-hmm. uh, to Kingborough 5-6-36. Round 15, 19-19-133, Kingborough 7 9 51 uh, so those last three encounters have gone in, in Launceston's favour really heavily. In round yep. three, Kingborough took it to Launceston, 10-13-93, uh, Launceston 16-10-106. Yep. Um, so you, you would think uh, Utah's Launceston um, had the had the week off. Uh, mm. They'd be feeling fresh. Um, it's it's all against Kingborough, to be honest. It, it, it would take a minor miracle for Kingborough to get over the top of Launceston today. They won last year as well, didn't they? They, they win yeah. everything. The juniors yeah. are, um, I, I think, across the, the Development League. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm Development getting confused. Development League and 18s. Launceston are in all three finals. Today's the Development League Grand Final yeah, as well. Yeah, which Clarence, Clarence are a part of. Yeah. Yep. That's where I'm getting mixed so up. So Launceston have become a, a powerhouse. and Yep. One of the challenges yeah, for the rest of the competition will be particularly looking at the strength of their development league and their juniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just this wealth of talent coming through. Um, so they've got great depth. It could be a, a real run for Launceston, yeah. um, which started last year. Um, I think it will continue today. Um, but one, one of, 
one of the positives for, for Kingborough is that they've got some really experienced, well, they've got a really experienced mm-hmm. former AFL player in Kieran Lovell um, who runs through the midfield. He's a gun. Uh, and Trent Baum was a, a, a terrific coach. Um, speaking to him last week, we got a really good sense of uh, the, the calm and the strategy that, that, that Trent's able to uh, influence across yeah. uh, across that team. So they'll, they'll certainly come in with good plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but Launceston is stacked. Uh, as a young fella, Fletcher Seymour plays in the midfield. He played some state junior cricket. Just a, a, a remarkable athlete. He's been unbelievable all year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll he'll play a huge role. Um, and then their their forwards, uh, Jackson Thurlow, Brendan Taylor, Jake Hines, um, they're all completely killing it. Yeah, um, so it's a big job for across King every today. yeah across yeah. every line. Launceston's littered with littered with stars. I mean, it would be kind of like I'm not because I'm not you know a long. Um, I've been in Tassie for what twelve months now. Yeah, haven't followed this team for that long, but sometimes you want to see the underdog, don't you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, everyone like, loves the romance. Everyone loves a fairy nice. tale. Yeah, I think it'd be great if Kingborough won. But um, you if, like Kieran Lovell because he went played for. Hawks. He was a hawk. Yeah, he's a quite a talented young cricketer as well. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Young fellow. Yeah, he did yeah, it nicely. Right. Um, but yeah, everyone loves a fairy tale. It'd be great for Kingborough to get up. But be if, a huge it, if we were effort. looking at at the punting odds. Dollar uh, one, Launceston, almost yeah, unbackable. Right. So it uh, it oh, will but be. It would be so nice, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's yeah, there's romance in it. Mm. So yeah, if you're in Lonnie today, head to Utah it Stadium. It would be good to go and watch. Uh, it'll be yeah, it should be hopefully a, a, a tight game. Hopefully Kingbrook can scrap it up a little bit and 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 stop Launceston's flow. Yeah, I feel like I should watch that. Get my whole cheer for Kingbrook. I think I'm going to go for Kingbrook. Get on them. Yep. Yep. Up the Tigers. Yep. Up the tigers, you just you are you're um biased because Kieran, you know Hawks. There's a little connection there. You feel like you're barracking for the Hawks. Oh, for sure, yeah. But he's also <laughs> a gun too. And look, he's probably a bit unlucky not to get uh, a really good run with the Hawks. The, the challenge for yep. him is probably a little small, in, and and that that's the one thing that. How long ago was it that he played? Uh, for the Hawks? two or three years. Okay. I think he only played a couple of games, but yeah. And we've spoken about this heaps that young people enter the system. No one plays their best footy from yeah. eighteen to twenty-one. And if you mm. if you remember, we spoke to Mitch Thorpe about it as well. So yeah. he was drafted as a seventeen-year-old to Hawthorne. I think he was a number six pick. Really highly regarded key yeah. forward. Um, and so he, you know, he found himself out of the system by uh, twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. And and no one can actually produce their, their best footy or their best level of maturity. I think back to when yeah, I was... Yeah, you're all for increasing that draft age. Yeah, I just think it kind reason. of needs to happen or, or the contracts need to be a little longer so that kids actually get Give the opportunity to mature. Because I think, you know, Kieran Lovell's got Sam... Uh, 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 he's got a Sam Mitchell-type body. He's a little bit smaller, but he's nuggety. Mm. Um, and, you know, by the time he's 25, 26... He's he's going to be playing his best football. I don't even mm. think he's at that age yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm 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 big on increasing the draft age and and having kids in the system a little bit longer to, yep. to give them their best. And that's across all sports. Cricket's no have different. Have the best shot. Every sport. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. I'm just because uh, as I've been reading about Mitch Thorpe, did you know, um, was taken by Hawthorne pick six in front of Joel Selwood. Yep. Wow. Yeah, as a Hawthorne supporter, I'm across that. 2006. <laughs> I was aware of that. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, he was a bit, he's a bit stiff. And, and he said himself the other week that, um, you know, he's just a country kid. Yeah. Just a, just a boy from the, from the bush that, 
you know. They bred him different out the country. Yeah. And, Tough. And he puts his hand up that he didn't, he just didn't handle it all that well. <laughs> yeah. Um, city life and AFL player, you know, kind Big of attention. Especially and, at that age. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Away from your family and your mates. And, male 17-year-old yeah. minds are made of putty. Like, there's <laughs> nothing in them. Um, it's, uh, really, it's a really difficult age for everyone. Yeah. Boys and girls. Mm, all right. We'll see what happens today then. Who's going to win? Text us in 0437 552 We'll be back after this. It's no secret. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie. And streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you for Saturdays in Tassie. Talking about tonight, pies and swans. I've gone pies, you've gone swans. <laughs> Let's have a just discuss. Last time um, the swans played pies was about a month ago. Um, the pies were at an 11 game winning streak, um, and Sydney managed to secure a win for 27 points over the pies, um, which took their winning streak at the time to six. This game was one where Jordan Dugowie was out. Remember the whole, I think it must've been around, that must've been around the time, the whole barley thing or Mm. whatever. And he was out, um, and Sydney secured the win. Um, obviously now Jordan Dugowie's back, um, and the teams go against each other tonight. I hope that it's a close a close one. I hope that um, we get a really good game because last night uh, for finals was uh, was a little bit um, lacking a bit of action. Let's say. Yeah, it was a it was a poor game. Yeah. Brisbane were bad. Um, yeah, really disappointed. I feel for Fags. Ripping yeah. dudes uh, would have been great to to see them at mm. least put up a showing. But yeah. Um, I kind of I kind of like the you know how the how the media attention on Dugowie has shifted. Mm. So he's now yeah. he's now worth the money that he's going to sign for, and mm. clubs are mad if they don't chase after him. And uh, that's a, that's a mighty turn around on a young man that you know was um, you know, labelled as uh, should be out of the league and um, you know, should be banned and isn't worth any money. And Collingwood have made a blunder, and mm. um, so. I think uh, I've, I've found that part of it interesting, and but he is playing great footy. Uh, he's been in been in really good form, and he's really important. Those goal kicking midfielders, danger field type players, uh, are really really important. So uh, he's going to be important tonight. Uh, I just can't. The more I've actually thought about it as the show's gone on, mm. uh, I just I can't see the Pies getting over the top of the Swans on the on the short. On the on the little field of, of the SCG, yeah. Swans pressure, home crowd. Um, they're well structured. They're unbelievably home well crowd, coached. But there'll be plenty of Collingwood supporters there. Not at uh, not Surely. a not a two and a half grand a flight. Wait. Melbourne to Sydney. It's a disaster. There'll, there'll there be are some <laughs> passionate Pies fans out there'll there. There'll be I more stolen cars outside the SCG. Stolen in Victoria. Dumped in Sydney. Um, the I cl- mean, the flights at the moment, <laughs> I will say, are absolutely ridiculous. Chaos. Yeah. Yeah, and of, and of course, the airlines have come out and said, oh, we're running extra flights. Well, of course you are. Yeah. At 1,600 a seat. Yeah. I, I'd be running more flights too. I could too. go to Bali for that. It's a straight gouge, um, So that which is disappointing, yeah. but also a little understandable given the impact of COVID on the airlines. Yeah. And I think the Qantas CEO just took a $2.5 million um, bonus recently, so oh, of course. he's big on the cash. Alan Joyce yeah. loves his bonuses. Um, so, 
yeah, it's. Uh, I feel for Collingwood supporters because mm. I'm not sure that there will be as many there as um, as they would have liked mm. through the you know through the inability to yeah. actually get there, mm. which is quite sad. Mm. Um, I'm just reading now. Um, Sen has released their top four certainties for Sydney versus Collingwood. I'll read them out to you to get your thoughts. Oh, this is punting. Yep. Right. Who's up? Who's the punt guy? Is that Miles? Uh, no, not for the footy. His name's Nick, actually. Okay. Um, he's a bit of a gun. But anyway, let's read this. Um, Tom Papley for two or more goals. Right. Um, in a September specialist and an impact player, when he fires, Sydney generally tends to win. So we've gone Papley for two or like more Papley. goals. You don't? No. Oh. No, he's a little weasel. <laughs> <laughs> He's Tell just, me how you really feel. He's just that guy. If he was on your team, you'd love him. He'd be great, but he's yeah. not on our team, not on my <laughs> team. And he just has, I don't know, he has this unique ability to frustrate <laughs> opposition supporters. He's a heck of a player. Yeah. But he kind of, he's just, you know, he's that guy, <laughs> isn't he? You don't see that? I do see it, but I just love how you said that. But to be honest, I think he'd be happy to yeah. be, you know, that, yeah. that opposition fans think he's a little weasel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you today. Oh, my God. Okay. Isaac Heaney and Callum Mills to combine for 18 tackles. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. I can see that. I'm not sh- Yeah. Mm. It d- depends how much uh, how much time in the midfield Heaney gets. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but... Combined? Yeah, remember. but I think Mills would need 12. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jack Crisp, 20 or more disposals? Oh yeah. yeah, what what's that paying? I don't know. This is just 40. these are just well, you got to go have a look at what it's paying. Right. I'm not condoning. Um, always gamble responsibly, but always. these are just a few tips <laughs> that I'm reading. Okay, I'm not going to read. It doesn't even have. I, I might put it all in a little multi. That's not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. treat yourself. Um, and if I win, I'll shout coffee next week. <laughs> we had a bit before. Yeah. What was that? Sydney all got all pies. Oh. God. God, how am I going? I think you, well, you yeah. could be buying coffee again as normal next week. You, you're tight. You won't, you won't pay ever. So. Yeah. No, no um, problem. <laughs> Jordan Dugowie and Jack Ginevan combined for three more, three or more goals. Yeah. Surely. Well, uh, who was the first player? Jordan Dugowie. Dugowie, Ginevan. Nah, I don't like that. I, I think three they, plus. I think they're going to get shut down, the pies. You were just so not for the pies the, Just the today. more and more I think about it. I think the swans are, are going to blitz them. What are you? It's I'm not even just, a. What are you laughing at? I'm still laughing at you calling Tom Papley a weasel. <laughs> it's a term of endearment, and he would know that. Oh, that's hilarious! I want him at the Hawks. If he was at the Hawks, oh, he'd be great. You'd love him. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, be brilliant. You'd be his biggest fan. We used to play cricket with this guy, <laughs> Damon Lee. His name was, and he was that guy. He was a wicket keeper, and he was an unbelievable sledger. He yeah. just was amazing. Yeah. And he started at Clarence, and we hated him. And he came to Glenorchy, and, and he was the him. greatest. Oh, he was amazing. Great to drink a beer. Just with witty, dude. or like hilarious. But wouldn't go below the edgy. Belt on all of it. Like. Just he was just phenomenal and relentless the entire day. He would yep. just go and go and go. And like I said, you play against him, and you'd walk off going, "Oh my god, that guy's horrible. <laughs> Shut up, He's mate. a weasel." And uh, yeah, we, he ended up at the pies, and we absolutely loved him. He's yeah. one of the great Glenorchy. People. Yeah, yeah, right. I'd cry. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? I'd cry if someone, being sledged. Yeah, all day. I'll probably have nah. my feelings. No, you'd you'd bite back. You'd be good. You're you're witty enough. Yeah, you'd make it work. Maybe. 
<laughs> I think I'd cry. <laughs> I'd get upset. I'd be like, why are you calling me names? <laughs> no one sludged me in our... Um, well, no one sludges anymore anyway. That was all right. <laughs> we'll be back after this. We're going to go through the, the texts of um, of the show and before we wrap up. But, yeah, next week we'll see you buys coffee, you or me. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you for Saturdays in Tassie. Before we get out of here, just thought we'd go through a few um, texts. I love this one. For all those that whack Daisy or in brackets, women in commentary in general, please take the time to actually listen to what she says. Her explanations and ability to articulate the game are second to none. Couldn't agree more. Amen. Amen. Yeah, she's, she's excellent. She, she is best. She does it really well. And he said great insight. I couldn't agree more. I love mm. it. Um, where's this next one? Headline, Swan Song, The Hips Must Lie. The Swans put an end to the Pies' dream run in epic prelim final. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? That's well written. Hmm. Headline. Swan song. I don't mind that. The I swan don't mind song. that either. I haven't no. seen that headline come out, but... Headline. <clears throat> Here's a headline. Mm. Okay. Holly buys coffee. First time ever. <laughs> Sorry. I'll buy you coffee one time, okay? Pies lose by 200 points. Jeeves was right. Holly down $11. Give us an and actual... 45 minutes as the barista makes all the in-house coffee first. <laughs> You're actually a very, very good writer. So give us an actual headline for, well, for tonight. If you were... I'll ta- I will take that compliment. Thank you so much. Yep. I have a real complex about my writing. I failed, uh, I failed year 11 English. Really? I didn't fail. I quit because the teacher, we got asked to, um, to do this like class... Um, writing activity about our neighbours and yeah. we had to write about our neighbours. So I wrote about my neighbour. We had like, mm. it was a short thing. And then we turned up the next day and there were three examples sitting on our desks yeah. as, and I was like, oh great, mine's one of the examples. I'm going to be lauded <laughs> oh, no. as a great writer. And there were yeah. two good ones and one bad one. And mine was an example of oh. the bad one. So I sucked up and quit pre-tertiary English. That's um, sad. <laughs> That's actually bad. quite sad. It's very sooky, though. <laughs> uh, headline. Give us a headline. What, oh, what on the spot. For? It's, I still think Holly buys coffee is <laughs> Holly down $12. I, I, like, I like the headline that the, that the guy gave us. Yeah, me too. Headline, swan song, the hips must lie. I like it. I do, I do believe that that cars will be stolen in Victoria and driven to Sydney. <laughs> I think we're going to hear stories about that. There's a very happy uh, Rod <clears throat> on the text line. Anytime Collingwood get beaten in a prelim is pure bliss. Go Cats. Go Cats. <laughs> there aren't many. Um, the Cats don't get a great following as the second team, do they? No. Their, their run of success is phenomenal. And yeah. they're going to get Tanner Bruin, yeah. who's a gun. Absolute I think he's gun. great. And... Yeah. Ollie Henry, who's not getting a game for Collingwood, but he's unlucky not to get a game because whenever he yeah. plays, he really impacts. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a terrific player. Great yeah. prospect. Young, little skinny, but yeah. he, you can see him being the Gary Rowan replacement yeah. moving forward. My whole family's Geelong mad, so everyone's just going nuts this weekend. But they, they just Poor keep doing supporters. it. Bruin yeah. and, you know, they've, they've, they've identified a couple of young guys and, yeah, Bruin and Henry into that mixer. I mean, they've got... Um, Parfit is out of the yep. team at the moment. Sam Minigola is not getting a game. 
They're, they're both a, amazing footballers. Parfit's a young gun. Yeah. Uh, Menegola uh, runs like no one. Uh, so their their depth is scary. Mm. And it, it's going to be big. Imagine if they get Brody Grundy as well. Because that's what they need is a an impact ruck. Yep. When is Brody Grundy coming back? I feel like he's been gone forever. Yeah, he's been out a while, but um, yeah, but it's it's bizarre to think the Cats have been so good with Reece Stanley. Yeah, as for they, a very long. And time. no disrespect to Reece Stanley, but he's more more your secondary ruck, forward ruck. Um, you get someone in with you know great tap work and get mm. gets a footy around the ground. Anyway, he let's, could be a good target, Grundy, let, for the Cats maybe. Let's see, but uh, of course, Swans tonight. You think Swans will win? I think Pies will win. Let's see what happens. We'll get out of here though. Thanks for joining us on Saturdays in Tassie. That is Brett Jeeves and Holly Fowler with you. We'll catch you next Saturday, and have a great day, Hobart. Bye.